right, so I'm currently on the phone with Parker the Bandit. I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Howdy, howdy. My name's Parker. Um, they call me the Bandit. It's kind of a long story, but it's funny. I'll tell it eventually. And uh, I'm an alt-rock artist out of Nashville, Tennessee. Excellent, excellent. Um, so uh, give me a bit of your background. Tell me about how you first encountered music. You know, what about it was inspirational and motivating to you? Totally. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. When I was like, when I was a kid, I hated music. It's really weird. So I grew up on basically Southern gospel and classical music. That was the only music that I ever, ever heard. And I was like, this is this is lame. Why do people pay money for music? And then eventually my, my dad just randomly bought me this little electronic drum kit for Christmas when I was like 12. And um, I, I thought it was stupid. And I felt bad that my dad had spent money on it. So I, I played around with it, you know, to, just to look like I cared. And um, anyway, it had these little songs on it where you could like learn how to play drums and stuff. And you could like turn off different pieces of it and kind of learn. And so I was trying to do that. And I stumbled across a couple of rock songs on there, you know, just cheap little MIDI things. And I was like, hold up, I like, I like that. What is that? And so I started playing along with the, these rock songs on the drums and eventually discovered some different rock bands. And that kind of like started, started intriguing me in music in general for the first time at like 12. <laughs> awesome. So uh, you didn't really have kind of the traditional, you know, I lo I've always loved music kind of, you know, uh, claim to it. You definitely, you know, at first didn't like it because of the environment that you were brought up in. Once you kind right. of went into the more secular side of music, what do you think about it? What do you think it was about that that really kind of pulled you into it? Uh, the first thing was just the energy, like with, with rock music and alternative music, just you know, being able to just turn that on and just feel alive for me, that's, that's what it's about. I, my other like side hobby is cars. And for me, just like driving and listening to just energetic music, it's just, you know, that's an adrenaline rush. And that's what, that's what connects me with music for the most part. Okay. And then, um, did you continue playing drums all throughout, you know, getting into teenage years and then, uh, adulthood, or did you branch out into any other instrumentation? Yeah, it's kind of funny. So after I got pretty proficient with drums, um, well, basically, I mean, first of all, I was I was homeschooled. And so I had nothing better to do. And so I would play drums for like six to eight hours a day. And I got to the point where that was like, I was like, man, I want to be a drummer. And that, that's what I want to do for my life, you know. Um, but then I realized, like, I'm so isolated. I don't have an outlet to actually connect with other musicians. So if I want to make it, I'm going to have to, like, do it myself, you know. And so that's what kind of what drove me to pick up other instruments so that I could write. And so I picked up bass guitar and then I picked up electric guitar and then I started singing eventually. And I just started songwriting with some uh, like online buddies of mine, kind of like pen pal situation. And that's kind of what started the ball rolling with actually trying to be an artist. Okay. And, uh, so from your description of it, uh, it sounds like you didn't go through kind of the traditional channels of, uh, like soliciting other musicians through like social media or Craigslist or anything like that. Right. Yeah. It's actually way weirder than that. Like so when I was 13 or 14, my entire social life was on this uh, website for Legos. And so I'd be on Lego.com and like chit chatting with other kids about, you know, building toys. And uh, that's where I made a couple of friends who we exchanged emails and we started songwriting together. And, um, and that's how they actually moved here from Colorado uh, when we were like in our teenage years, start pursuing music with me. It was 
So not not the traditional way at all. It was just kind of a freak accident where it's like, oh, you like the same bands as me. We both play instruments. Let's just chit chat. And it just kind of was, that's how my first band started sneaking around the moderation on a children's website. Yeah, I think you're the first uh, person I've interviewed that has met their band members uh, via Legos. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wacky. Uh, cool. So and that's the short version. <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, they moved uh, from another location to where you're at. How did kind of you know that those first steps go? Yeah, it was, it's pretty funny. So basically, what happened was we would we would co-write songs over like you know Google whatever their version of FaceTime was called, and um, and I would track like really awful demos at home in Audacity, just whatever free program I could get, and I knew they were bad. So when I would put them online, I would put them up for free because I was like, I'm just trying to get my name out there. There was a website called, um, I think it's called Reverb Nation. And that was like my main outlet to like share my crappy little demos. And anyway, since I put them for free, they got spun easier. And it ended up putting us in like, whatever. On this particular website, we were like in the top five rock bands in Nashville. And two of them didn't even live here. And it was so stupid because the demos were truly horrendous. But anyway, so this this show came through. at like i think it was at rocket in like 2015 and um they were like they saw us on reverb and they were like hey um you know we're looking for some rock bands so i call my buddy from colorado and i'm like i don't know how but you need to get down here in january because we have a gig (laughs) and so they flew down and when they got to my house they just walked in we didn't even say a word we just walked in and went straight to the music room and started writing and playing music and we rehearsed nonstop for like three days straight and we went and played this little gig at Rockets Town and off we went. Awesome. Very cool. So how long has it been then since, uh, you know, everybody got together to where we are now and you're working on Parker the Bandit? Yeah, man. So my first, my first band, a little high school band that I was telling you about, um, we ended up rebranding and starting over, um, right out of high school. And we did the band thing for a minute and, um, and they got really burned out on it. You know, it's just, it's really difficult to do. And so we ended up splitting ways, mostly just from exhaustion and, and, you know, becoming adults and getting, you know, regular jobs and daylight and stuff, you know? Um, so I, I completely gave up on music for a hot minute there. Um, I was just like, that's fun, but it's just not going to be a stable career. Um, until, uh, not too long ago, I was, diagnosed with bipolar disorder and i realized that my lack of inspiration was coming from that and so when i got the uh when i got the treatment and the help i needed for that i i just woke up with inspiration again i was like wow i need to get back into this but at this point i didn't have a band and so i just started writing some songs on my own and making some little demos in garage band again and sooner or later i i showed it to a friend of mine and he was working for a management company and was like bro we you need to do this. Like, this is really unique and really fun. And so he talked me into actually giving it a real shot again. And so here we are being a, doing a solo rock project and just trying to trying to make it work on my own. So uh, you mentioned that there is a story behind the whole uh, Parker the Bandit uh, name. Uh, what is that story? Sure. Okay, so there's, there's two pieces to it. Um, the first one is, um, I'm sure you're familiar with the outlaws Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, sure. So Bonnie Parker is like a relative of mine from like way back up in the family tree from Texas. Oh, crazy. And okay. so that's part of the bandit thing, like the outlaw thing. And then the other piece of it was, um, you know, the, the movie Smokey and the Bandit from the 70s? Oh, sure. Yep. I had a 79 Trans Am was my first car. Me and my dad would fix up old muscle cars. And so 
people around Franklin, Tennessee would see me driving around. There was so many times random strangers would come up and be like, aren't you the bandit? I'm like, yeah, I guess that's me. That's uh, actually a pretty unique way to come across a stage name. I like it. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So what are you guys working on now? Are you in the studio writing or doing shows? Uh, what do you think you have ahead of you at, right, at the moment? Right. So um, first of all, I got a new song coming out on the 28th. I'm doing a lot of promotion that I'm building up for that. Um, I just dropped my first music video today. Um, and then, yeah, so as far as like writing and recording goes, I just kind of do that constantly. Just anytime I have an idea, I just go like track it out. And then I come back around to it when I, when I feel inspired by it again and I'll finish it up. But for now I've got, I've got a backlog for a song a month for the next year. And so I'm pretty much just going to be cranking out single after single. That's great. So it sounds like you're kind of leaning more into the new age, you know, a single a month kind of thing rather than like the traditional full length EP release. For sure. For sure. I'm more than happy to make an EP or an album, but I'm waiting for it to like matter. You know, once there's people who are asking for a solid, you know, six to 12 tracks of Parker, they'll get it, you know? (laughs) Sure. Definitely. So um, with the amount of time that, you know, you've been working on music, hating music to becoming, uh, you know, an enjoyer and writer of music, what are some of your favorite memories that have happened to you around music and your journey with it? Gosh, yeah, there's a lot. Um, Yeah, a huge one for me was that moment when my first band showed up at my house and just walking into the music room without saying a word and just starting to play together. That was just a crucial moment for me where I was like, well, I'm, I, I'm meant to do this, you know? Our first show was awesome. I remember getting up there and, and you know, the stage lights and stuff, you can't see anybody out there. When I stepped up on stage, there was like 15 people there. And so I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna go off like a Led Zeppelin, as they say. <laughs> and uh, we played this, you know, we played the first two songs. First one was a cover and then we played an original. And I still couldn't see anybody in there, but this, you just hear this eruption of applause. And I was like, oh my, there's at least 50 people here now, which is a big deal because I'm like 16. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So that was another crucial moment for me. Other than that, just different shows that I've been to that were super inspiring. Like, can I get the disco is my favorite artist. I was lucky enough to see him twice before he split. And that was, all of that's just like, just fuels my creativity, you know? Awesome. And then going back to, uh, you know, the release and everything, are you guys going to be doing shows then? That's the plan. Yeah, I'm I'm building my live set right now. So my sound is very electronic. So there's a lot of things that are going to have to go on track. And so I'm I'm currently learning how to build a background track that I can mix in a venue. So I've been going to different like rehearsal studios and trying it out in different, you know, atmospheres and different venues to make sure that I get it really dialed in because I want it to sound as good as it does, you know, on the record once I'm actually playing live. So that should be soon. But we're in, I'm just in the process of putting it all together. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, with so many various PA systems at different bars, I'm sure it's kind of difficult to get something that's universal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But the goal is to get it to where I can tweak it a little bit for the venue. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, not to have to worry about it. Hopefully just plug and play and go. Sure. And then um, how would you kind of idealize your lineup? Are you looking for, you know, a three-person lineup or five? Who would be your musicians? Yeah, so my goal right now is for it to just be me and a guitar player. I would, uh, I'm, so I have a, I have like an amp modeling system that I use. And so the goal is to be very, very easy to load in and out. Um, and since the drums on my songs are very electronic, I don't, I don't need a live drummer yet. 
Um, but the goal is to start start gigging with just me and a guitar player and a background track, have some little bit of cool imagery and stuff on stage, some sort of props and stuff. But I've got a few plans for that. But in the future, I would love to have a full band um, backing me. But that's I, I'm trying to make it as simple as possible for now. So Sure. Yeah, that's uh, very common these days. Um, all right. Well, where can people find your stuff and listen to you? Yeah, so it's all over the place. I have all of my songs are on every streaming platform under Park of the Bandit. Um, the new song comes out on the 28th, and uh, every one of my socials should just be at Park of the Bandit. So I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last words. So just a message in general that you vibe with that you want to put out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would just say I, I love what I'm doing, and I am so appreciative of every single person that I come in contact with, including you, that... It, it just energizes me and excites me about continuing doing music because it can be such an exhausting task, especially doing the one man band thing, recording it all on my own and producing it all and everything. It's just, it's so refreshing to meet people and talk with people about music and just get inspiration from all sorts of different people. So I appreciate you and I appreciate anyone who might be listening. And I just, I'm just so, I'm so grateful that I'm starting this off so strong. 